Mike, special week this week. Yes, that's right. Thanksgiving. You're saying thanks. All of America is saying thanks. And we're saying thanks today. I got something for you here. Yeah, we're saying Dankeschön with Brenna Lee. I can't pronounce it as wonderfully wrong as she does. Yeah, so big Thanksgiving. It's the biggest American holiday, I would say. Yeah, probably definitely American holiday. Yeah. Last episode, we heard that you're up in Maine with your family already. That's right. So what do you have lined up for the week? How is your Thanksgiving week going to look like? We actually had to have like a little family meeting to try to figure it out with coronavirus. Oh, wow. Um, and so, you know, our normal tradition for the past, mm -hmm. I don't know, 15 years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to be modifying that. So uh, she's even, oh man, I said 15, but it's been like 25. Oh man, I just have to put a whole extra decade in there. <laughs> so yeah, so usually, you know, uh, what we'll do on Thanksgiving Day, this, this actually goes back to when we were kind of kids. This, for the first, I don't know, five or six years that I can remember, mm -hmm. we do something where my mom would cook up a big family feast and we would mm -hmm. have it, you know, at home, or we would go down to visit some of my family in uh, New Hampshire. So that's just one state over. Mm -hmm. And then, and then my mom was like, hey, I don't want to do this. This is actually like sort of like my first memory of like uh -huh. gender inequalities and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and then we're all like, hey, actually, yeah, you don't need to do this. And so yeah. what we did is uh, we started going to, there's a, um, a nice restaurant nearby that does a, like a, a family thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'd go there. That way my mom could like not freak out and have to like manage all of the tough stuff for like several days in advance. Though interestingly, mm -hmm. she's decided to sort of pick that, pick that back, back up over the years. So we would do that. We'd go, we'd go to the restaurant and my mom would build out like another, another meal like a, a couple days later. Um, because it's more than one day, right? It's, it's yeah. not only the Thursday, it's, it's kind right. of stretches and Black Friday. What's, does this, Saturday has a color as well? or <laughs> Probably at this point, yeah. I think, yeah, and then we've done stuff with Monday too. Like capitalism will expand upon any. Oh, it's, oh, it's extended to Monday now. I didn't well, know. I mean, like, uh, so there's uh, not really. I mean, Monday is like known as Cyber Monday when like a lot of like. Cyber Monday. You know, whatever. Ugh. Tech products coming out of it. God, explaining my culture to you is so. It's, well, <laughs> you just maximize the consumption. Is yes, that that's right. That's, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That will be a theme I try to intellectualize later on. Hold on for. Um, so let's get back to that is like, so yeah. my family will do like, we'll, we'll go for this like family meal and then we'll usually mm -hmm. we'll go check out a movie. And then, you know, okay. uh, when we were younger, my brother would always learn a uh, magic trick, uh, to blow our minds at dinner, at the dinner table wow. and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, he, cool. so we just started teaching my nephews to do that now. So we're, uh, it's sort of like their cool. magic trick is <laughs> more complicated and less, less mm. explosive than some other ones. Mm. I don't know how to say it, but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's mostly like putting mashed potatoes in their mouths and spitting it out. Like that's the level <laughs> of magic trick we're talking about with my nephews right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so Turkey is obviously very important. Yeah. Turkey is pardoned also by, by the president. Um, and, but almost equally important seem to be the side dishes. And there seems to be a whole religion or philosophy yeah. about which one to prefer and how many side yeah. dishes and uh, how many you can have before you just fall off your chair. Um, so <laughs> mashed potatoes, what, what's like, what's the front runner in your family? You know, the, the big winners are, are pretty standard. It's like, 
uh, mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and uh, stuffing are the big ones. Stuffing made out of like sort of like bread and um, nuts and you know like different. Okay. Actually, I probably shouldn't even say exactly what it's made out of because that's even at debate. But so the, what, what what the different families call stuffing, what the different parts of the country call stuffing. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into the third, fourth tier, now is where you get some real regional differences and anger, mm-hmm. and we might even fight in like another civil war over this kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, and I saw a, a map where they laid out which state has the most popular, <laughs> you know, or which state uh, prefers which side dish. Um, yeah. Squash? What in the world is squash? <laughs> I always thought that was like a, a sort of retro sports from the 1980s, but is this a side dish as well? What the hell is going on? Yeah, uh, you, know, you know squash, you know, uh, like zucchini? Do you know zucchini? I, I, I know zucchini, yeah, but what do you do? So you just squash it? Or what you well, <laughs> so it's, not, it's not the verb, it's actually a nap. We, okay. it is, um, so you actually, the biggest, the the like star of that family is the pumpkin. The pumpkin is a squash. Uh-huh, that's, okay. The squash, like, there's a couple different types, but mostly they're kind of like fibrous interiors. So, mm-hmm. you know, so summer squash, and I'm trying to remember, there's a couple other squashes where you'll scoop it out and you can, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's a little bit sweet, but mostly like, um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a I guess it's a fruit. I guess it would be a fruit because ah, okay. it contains all the seeds, uh-huh, and uh-huh. but it's not. Yeah, but yeah, so um, it, it tends to. Man, I don't. I don't really know what it is. It show <laughs> okay. they show up like for a certain part of the year, and then we eat them, and then I'm done with them. <laughs> but zucchini is like the zucchini is the longest lasting one. Like okay. it's sort of like that one. Like we do like all year round, and then pumpkins are the real bell of the ball. You're listening to the Americanist podcast. My name is Johannes Ehrmann, and I'm joined as every week, also this week, for our special Thanksgiving episode by my dear friend and accomplished Stanford scholar Mike Baiocchi over in the United States of America, currently up in Maine. How cold is it yet? Oh, at the moment, it's balmy. Uh, you know, I should probably okay. 50 uh, f- uh, Fahrenheit. So, yeah. Okay. So whatever Celsius. <laughs> yeah. Six, 12, 40. I don't even know. What do you guys do? Yeah. So I'm interested in the kind of Thanksgiving you had, or the, the more precisely, the Thanksgiving story you grew up with. Um, because I also pulled up a few historical documents that I also shared with you before that we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit. Um, but what is like the common Thanksgiving story? And I was watching with, yeah. with Carol the other day. We, we watched an old Julia Roberts movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> concessions I make. <laughs> concessions I make. Um, and they had, so there was a Thanksgiving there as well. Uh, and a Thanksgiving act in the school of the children. Um, yeah. And so there, you know, it was like they dressed up as, you know, the pilgrims and the Native Americans and they shared the food and then they shot down the turkey together. Is this sort of like the the, the Thanksgiving story that you grew up with? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was really anchored on uh, like the early sort of settling of particularly the, the East coast of the United States. So when the pilgrims, you know, arrived mm-hmm. here is the way the story goes, like they were struggling, but then mm-hmm. the natives who lived here taught them how to like farm and get things going. And then we had abundance mm-hmm. and we shared that abundance uh, came together peacefully after having struggles and mm. shared that abundance. Don't do this to me, man. I can see you <laughs> complicating this. No, no. Interesting so, fairy tale. But yes. So that, yes, yes. Um, yeah. So I think those are the sort of the, the big things is like, you mm. know, sort of plenty, but plenty earned through mm. cooperation and coming together and the sharing of that mm. is sort of the story that we tell our kids. Mm-hmm. So basically um, the way it's being 
told in, in America is that it goes all the way back to the 17th century. The pilgrims were the first colonists arriving from Europe. Right. Um, yeah. And it's a story of yeah getting together, right, that, that they're telling. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I should be careful. So, like, you're talking to someone who went through school in the 80s, right, 1980s. Mm -hmm. And it, the story has really become more complicated that we tell the, the kids. And it's not, you know, like, especially mm -hmm. the part about, like, the interactions with the mm -hmm. native populations. Um, so it's not, it's not probably, you know, totally accurate to say. But, like, mm -hmm. yeah, people running around my age, like, have that story still ingrained in their head. Mm -hmm. Have you talked to your nephews about it at all? No, I haven't. And they're getting, they're getting it right now. Yeah. So, so you get the chance to tell the right story after this episode. Yeah, yeah. Next week, I'll give you a little debrief on that. Yeah. So um, I was digging up some historical stuff. You mentioned, yeah. I mean, let's let's talk peace and war a, a little bit here because um, you mentioned peaceful get together um, there. Turns out the first time Thanksgiving was actually made a national holiday was not in peace times at all. It was also not in the 17th century but it was yeah. in 1777, in the middle of the Revolutionary War. It was issued by the Continental Congress. Um, so just to give the listeners also a, bit, a little bit of uh, historical context, 1st of November, 1777, George Washington's army um, has just lost decisive, or they have lost battles around Philadelphia. Philadelphia is now occupied by the British. Americans are fighting for their independence. Um, it's not looking all that great. New York is occupied, New York City. Um, Philadelphia now as well, which is kind of like the symbol also of independence, is where the Declaration right. of Independence was signed. Winter is coming. And what would happen back then in winter is like most of the soldiers basically were like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it a year. I'm going home with my family. And um, at that point, news from the northern war theater reaches the Americans from the battles of Saratoga, where actually the Americans won a very, very important victory yeah. uh, and captured more than 6,000 British troops. So a glimmer of hope in this struggle. And that's when Congress, who's actually also a refugee, Congress is in York and Pennsylvania at that point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Because they had to flee from Philadelphia because it's <laughs> occupied by the British. That's when they issue this proclamation setting a day in December, actually, at that point, um, out for Thanksgiving. And now, what do they want people to be thankful about? Not the pilgrims and the Native Americans, and not even food so much. It's basically this victory of the battle at Saratoga that they want people to be um, grateful about. And I shared the documents with you um, before this show. Um, just a preamble here of this, this document to see what, what kind of framing they used back then. So this is the quote from the document, 1777. For as much as it is the indispensable duty of all men to adore the superintending providence of Almighty God, to acknowledge with gratitude their obligation to him for benefits received, and to implore such father blessings as they stand in need of, and it having pleased him, it is the Almighty God, to smile upon us in the prosecution of a just and necessary war for the defense and establishment of our unalienable rights and liberties, and to crown our arms with most single success. I did some abbreviations here. Sure. Something you noticed in these, this preamble? That's a lot of God. <laughs> That's a lot of God. Absolutely. A lot of God. Um, and of course, I couldn't help but compare it to the most important document of the time, 
which is the Declaration of Independence. We talked about Philadelphia just before. Um, and when they talk about the establishment of our unalienable rights and liberties, yeah. of course, this is basically taken directly from the Declaration. But the Declaration is much, much more vague about mentioning God or even providence. Providence is mentioned, I think, once in the very bottom paragraph. Um, in the preamble, they talk about the laws of nature and nature's God. Right. Much, much more vague. Uh, and this, I couldn't help but think, this is very, very Christian here, right? Yeah. And, and the, the first thing when I read that and hear you saying it, it is a very different creature from the Thanksgiving that mm -hmm. I, you know, was raised with. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, to the point where, I mean, oh man, it just feels like a, almost like a cry of desperation, mm -hmm. some sort of like rallying cry in, I mean, given the context, it's hard to read it as much more than, or, uh, you know, to separate out the, holy cow, we need help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we need to come together. We need to understand that this is going to be uh, something good. Yeah. So there's something, there's a little bit of a connection in sort of the request for uh, unity and mm -hmm. the request or the sort of claiming of uh, strength or something like mm -hmm. that. So, but like, mm -hmm. other than that, it mm -hmm. feels like a very different statement. Unity aspect is very important because, and you know, winners tell the history of wars, right? Um, and they get, you know, the power over, over the narrative. But if you go back to the historical sources and, and read up on the history of, of this conflict, at that point, um, the war was two and a half years old. It started in spring 1775. Independence was a bit more than a year old. But America was not fully behind this revolution. Yeah, As I said, sure. the two major cities, which were New York City and Philadelphia at the time, Philadelphia actually the biggest city at the time, were occupied by the British. And you had to pick your sides. Because if you wanted to live in Philadelphia, you had to deal with the British. Right. And people were not fully behind the American cause yet. And I think it's really, really good that you, you picked out this, this desperation. That's also what I read from it. And also America was not actually a very religious society in 1776. Huh. In 1776, they estimate that only one in 10 Americans actually was a church member. Oh, interesting. So it was not a super, it was not a super religious society at the, at the point. So which makes it even more interesting. Yeah. The, to read the language of this this document, and if you read a bit further on, and we'll we'll share the document in the in the show notes, then it gets even more specific um, to join the penitent confession of their manifold sins. So, especially talking about the Christian sacrament here, right. that it may please God through the merits of Jesus Christ mercifully to forgive and blot them out of remembrance. So, it's mentioning also not only God or even the nature God, but Jesus Christ here. So it's a very, very Christian reference, right? Yeah. Americans need help, as you said. Americans want something from God. And there's a, a great passage about that where it's very clear uh, what they want, which is, quote, to inspire our commanders both by land and sea and all under them with that wisdom and fortitude which may render them fit instruments under the providence of Almighty God to secure for these United States the greatest of all human blessings, independence and peace. So you wanted God on your side, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an important person to have. There's also, I don't know if this is right. I'm, I'm definitely reaching here, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, you do get sort of in some understandings of sort of like Christianity, you do get sort of like a second chance. You do get sort of mm -hmm. a story of uh, we were incorrect and now we've come 
into a new life. And it, it, it's it's good here to be able to have invoked that sort of like flawed nature, but like a ultimately redemptive or mm-hmm. through the struggle we achieve kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not it, not terribly surprising that a, a young organization that's trying to upstart and has lost several major you know battles mm-hmm. uh, is going to frame itself using some of the, uh, those ideas because mm-hmm. there's the ultimately we will prevail though mm-hmm. we have fallen short several times previously so i, I mm-hmm. can see why you might want to they might have wanted to lean on it mm-hmm. a couple times mm-hmm. yeah let's jump a little bit ahead because there's uh, actually thanksgiving didn't become an annual thing at that point and the next time there was an official proclamation made was actually after the war was over george washington had stepped down as the general of the Americans, the leader of the army. He became the first president, basically elected unopposed. He was like this great leading figure for for young America. Um, And in 1789, he issues the next national proclamation for a Thanksgiving day. War is over, except the only wars that Americans are still leading is against the Native Americans, Native American tribes. And that's actually also maybe important to note, but the war with the European powers is over for the moment. The nation has been founded, is independent, and the constitution is drafted. It's at this point actually for ratification with the states, so also a bit of a crucial moment. Um, And the language has changed a little bit in the preamble. I'm just going to quote from it here. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, that's how this document starts, as compared to the duty of all men in 1777, mm-hmm. of course, because now there is a nation, right? Yeah. And, right. you know, the British have been repelled. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it's also interesting because Washington was also a humble guy. Um, and there is humble language here. And I think it's it's important that you also brought that up just now. Um, because he also recognizes now America's sins already. And I quote again, that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions. Right. So it's a it's a, a bit the same religious language, but also a, yeah. a bit of a shift. Right. It's interesting. So we're about to introduce a third in just mm-hmm. a short time. Mm-hmm. This this one feels very similar to the first document where mm-hmm. it's um, it's deeply religious. Mm. It has a lot of connection to, I, you know, it'd be easier to like sort of contrast it when we get to the third, because this one still feels very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. This one still mm-hmm. feels like mm-hmm. okay. uh, I recognize some of the deep, deep features mm-hmm. of it, of unity and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You're right though. It, mm-hmm. it does feel um, <laughs> less mm-hmm. desperate than the first, <laughs> the first one. Because now the independence was won, of course, and yeah. uh, and also uh, just one passage I wanted to highlight before we can move on to the third one, yeah. which is actually almost a hundred years further on uh, yeah. in American history. Quote: To promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us. So, religion, virtue, okay, that might be tied, and then science also. I think it's basically trying to come to terms with the two almost juxtaposed ideas of the time. Uh, mm. And, you know, one of the most important documents of the American Revolution was Age of Reason. And it was the Enlightenment, right? So the reason and the emerging science was, of course, actually leading the way into the future. But that's also right. one of the 
yeah, most stunning things uh, for me about American history that over the course of the centuries, there have always been these religious revivals and very, very powerful revivals. And I'm just reading this, this great book by Jill Lepore, um, this Harvard historian, uh, These Truths, A History of America. And one of the historical facts that I found there was at the time of the revolution, church membership, only one in 10 Americans. But this ballooned in until the 1830s to eight in 10. So there was a huge religious revival. Wow. Um, and it was called the Second Great Awakening at the time, wow. um, yeah. at, at, where you would think, well, actually, with the American Revolution, you would think they would move more to reason or, um, you know, science, so to speak, and let, away from this, this this story of God and the Bible. But I guess Americans also had to reconcile some of the, maybe I can call them birth defects of the, this nation, mm. right? Like yeah. most notably the treatment of slaves, black slaves, and the native population as well. Yeah. It's fascinating that you point this out. Like, I, I you know, I think uh, growing up in the stories of the founding of the United States that mm. we tell ourselves, like, deeply religious country founded by people seeking uh, freedoms to practice their own religions mm -hmm. and look at, and to know that there was a period of, mm. you know, 10% being, mm. uh, you know, a church going and then for it to increase. I realized that we're when we look back or we teach back we we are way overstating some of the religious uh, mm. religious religiosity i guess of of the different periods and mm. we're sort of pulling mostly from that um yeah that later period yeah that's how storytelling works right you look back yeah. and you find an arc that you can make sense from and i'm, I'm just reading i just started the the new book by your former president barack obama um and he had this great quote also um when he I think when he talked to German television the other day, um, promoting the book, it was like one thing he realized, people vote not so much on policy, but they vote on stories. And he told yeah. the most fascinating story, right? So yeah. storytelling, yeah? I think that's that's the American thing. Yeah, it really is important. We have, um, we have such a diverse, you know, like population that unifying stories are probably craved even more here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because we can't, you know, uh, we don't all have the same stories. So mm -hmm. like you, finding these moments of unifying, mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, it, it probably matters more. Here mm -hmm. than others. Mm -hmm. So let's jump to the third document and then we're done with the documents for today. <laughs> A lot of history today. 1863. And again, Thanksgiving has not yet really been established annually as, and not even as a national holiday at all. Uh, in fact, uh, there's no real unified nation in 1863 because right, your yeah. guys are in the middle of a, a bloody civil war, fighting over the question of slavery or no slavery, North versus South. And it's Abraham Lincoln who actually establishes then Thanksgiving as a national holiday. Uh, and it's been one ever since. Yeah, he talks about Almighty God. It's 19th November, 1863. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent, beneficent, beneficent father who dwelleth in the heavens. <laughs> what did you make of this document? 
so first off, I actually got like chills reading it. This uh. is, you know, uh, <laughs> coming off a uh, a less articulate pre president, um, reading one of our more articulate presidents <laughs> just made me so proud. Like his writing here mm. is, it has flow to it. It has, uh, you know, meaning behind mm. almost every word. Mm. Uh, so the writing here is noticeably approved over even the earlier two documents. This is written by mm -hmm. someone who's trying to build a very clear, coherent mm -hmm. vision. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, just so it's, it's really well done. Mm -hmm. um, the, the biggest thing for me, and I know there's a couple other like through lines here, but you start to see, the feeling of having like like the united states is uh large and has capacity and has like there's a lot to be thankful for and we have mm -hmm. there's clearly a mindset at, at starting to develop here mm -hmm. about like I, I understand that like the big the big thing here is that he wants to call for unity mm -hmm. in his descriptions mm -hmm. of the american but what one of the things that i noticed is that there's a, a deep thankfulness and repetition of we have things and mm -hmm. this is a, a strong uh you know country and that that kind of stuff is is much more present here mm -hmm. and is laying down some of the foundation for what what thanksgiving will grow into mm -hmm. maybe just one more quote to also um strike the um the religious tone that's still in this language and um, we'll see it it goes all the way to the present as well um Quote, and I fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation yeah. and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. So God and the nation are becoming one, right? And yeah. God is an active God. It's not, you know, nature's God who has just created the world and then just left it to itself. God has to be active here and he's and lincoln is calling upon god right to heal the wounds and to uh, and again this is this this idea of providence right this idea of that there is a god who has created the path forward and we can only fulfill it and then afterwards we will see you know where we went was good because god willed it that way that's the idea of, of providence it's not god is not inactive and just leaves it up to yeah. to the people Right. If, if you want to look to at least the way when I was sort of raised <laughs> up, um, <laughs> this is the version of American religious thinking that when we look back, that we think that we then impute to the couple hundred years before. Mm -hmm. um, so this version of an interventional God and providence and that kind of stuff, this is informing a lot of when mm -hmm. Americans look back and think mm -hmm. to Washington, think to mm -hmm. the pilgrims. This right here, this version of how God is interrelated with the United States, this articulation of it is what Americans think has been mm -hmm. around for several hundred years. Mm -hmm. It's this um, pervasion or it's this um, existence of, of religion in all these documents and in this national holiday, right? It's not a religious holiday per se That's right. uh, in, in America. But it, from these three documents, for me, it's also historically so much tied to the moments of war and the state of war right. uh, in, in American society, externally and internally. And you could argue that um, the war of independence was also basically a civil war because it was fought on American soil. Right. It was, you know, it was fought by Americans on both <laughs> sides as well. Of course, there was also a British army. Yeah. Um, no, if, it, if we had lost, it would have been characterized as a civil war <laughs> because we won. It's yeah. not viewed as a civil yeah. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and so and I've been been thinking about what what is war uh, about. Um, um, so my grandfather, he he fought in the war in the last last weeks of the the Second World War. Um, he was a young man, um, and he fought not far from here in in uh, from Berlin, on the Eastern Front. It was basically at the River Oder, which is now the the border between Germany and Poland. The Russian tanks lining up on on the other side, um, and he didn't tell a lot of stories from the war, um, but one of the stories that he told, he was sitting there. Um, on lookout, basically entrenched, uh, looking out over the river and these tanks. And he had eye contact with the soldiers left and right of him. And all of a sudden, one tank fired and the guy to the left of him was gone, just gone. And it was, you know, when I just rethought this story, I was like, this is, this is what war is about. It's a coin toss. It's a coin toss. You die, I live. Yeah. I die, you live. Yeah. The crucial part about it, though, is how do you make sense of it, right? So yeah. what was this? Was this a coin toss? Was it statistics? Right. Was this divine providence? Yeah. Was this God killing that man and not me? Right. This, this constant sort of state of war, maybe just mentally, that maybe goes on in America almost until today. Wow, right. Because you know what your president did last Thanksgiving? Yeah, I, I do not actually. No idea. He did a surprise visit with American troops in Afghanistan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I also have an, a very interesting quote because, you know, there were different kinds of presidents. And when we met George W. Bush was the president who was sort of like a wartime president after September 11th, you know, with the two wars that he fought. But even Obama, I found a quote from his Thanksgiving Day speech in, in 2010. We lift our hearts in gratitude to God for our many blessings for one another and for our nation. This Thanksgiving Day, we remember that the freedoms and security we enjoy as Americans are protected by the brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces. Yeah. Religion and war, yeah. again, next to each other. Thanksgiving is interesting. We have other more nationalist holidays, right? Like we have... July 4th, which is a lot more about the strength of the country and our strength and prowess in, mm. on the battlefield and that kind mm. of stuff gets, uh, and Thanksgiving is really anchored on the family feelings of abundance mm. and, mm. you know, that there's a lot that America can achieve, but you're right mm. <laughs> that whenever we start talking about being thankful, there's a, there's a feeling of the uh, defensiveness as well there. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, do, you, do you think America is still at war? Yeah, I mean, I think we're sort of still officially declared, aren't we? <laughs> like, uh, you know, um, so no, in, in all practical senses, mm. no. Um, mm. But that's, we are, <laughs> this, is, this is like very 1984 Orwellian. Mm. Like we always seem to be looking for another outside threat or, or, or mm. um, something along those lines. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that is baked into part of what being American is. So let's, to wrap this up, look into the future a little bit um, and yeah. maybe um, try to gather a vision of where Thanksgiving could and should move. Mm. Um, and there's some facets of Thanksgiving that we haven't touched upon. Uh, one of them is American football. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> very big. Yeah. So I remember I, I spent one one Thanksgiving uh, in in Michigan, um, and a lot of football on TV. We also played football. Um, so this this aspect also, um, for some reason, the Dallas Cowboys are always playing. Um, I think yeah. basically just because they, you know, marketed themselves really well it's back in the sixties. Um, we're like America's team. Yeah, America's team. It was like, yeah. And I actually looked this up. They, they just came up with it. It was like yeah. we're now. It was <laughs> like oh, we, we we noticed a couple of we noticed a couple of guys in other stadiums with Dallas Cowboys shirts. Now we're America's team. <laughs> yeah, so. and it, you know, part of this is just about the timing of when the sports are played, but mm -hmm. like. Football's a, a little bit warlike. It's like mm -hmm. it's definitely our most war <laughs> warlike game that we play. Yeah. yeah, and we do have to uh, do at least one episode on American sports um, because yes. I, I also I agree there's a lot of interesting facets there about telling you a lot about American culture um, yeah. and and maybe also the American military. Yes. Will you watch some football? This, do I have to declare right now? I, I know nothing about sports, not even a little bit. I like some. I will pretend and I will study really. Not even Thanksgiving. Not yes. even Thanksgiving, man. Like I know I will do that. I will, you know, like. Mm. <laughs> I didn't mm. even know they are they playing football right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they are, man. The Eagles are losing every week. They're playing football. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right in the world. Okay, so no football in the Bayoki household. Not in the Bayoki household, but that that is a huge yeah feature of Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, and on all levels, right? NFL, college, I think they're playing yep, uh, right. a lot of games. Yeah, no, there will be several games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, hugely televised. Um, but let's get back to um, where do we want Thanksgiving to head towards? So, if you could uh, describe a vision, and now we've we've seen where it comes from. Um, also a bit of maybe yeah. like the darker roots of the whole thing that are not so yeah. well talked about. You know, so you've complicated Thanksgiving or you've sort of like <laughs> unpacked Thanksgiving and I'm sorry, uh, in a way that it, a lot of the current discourse isn't like we have mm. not addressed a lot of mm. when I was growing up, it was anchored on Native Americans. We haven't talked mm. about sort of that getting you know like thought through and reclaimed it's really interesting to have skipped over that version of it and mm -hmm. we didn't really skip over we talked about it but like mm -hmm. i can really see the through line that you've built here mm -hmm. um of it being more anchored on american not aggression but like mm -hmm. you know the healing process after aggression mm -hmm. um is something that we keep returning to and like mm -hmm. sort of holding ourselves mm -hmm. up you know like bringing ourselves together and reminding ourselves of our abundance and that, uh, um, mm. so I, I think, you know, I just want to sort of flag that, mm. like, there's also a really important discourse and uh, we could probably put, you found a nice article in the, in the times mm -hmm. talking about like sort of what's, what's been going on with how to think about Thanksgiving from a native American mm -hmm. perspective. Um, I would really like to see, and I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing from that article here, mm -hmm. more of a, a, an anchoring on family, as I've moved around the country, lived in different parts of our country, mm -hmm. some parts of the country will celebrate Thanksgiving as a Thursday, Friday thing. So it's always on Thursday. It's like mm -hmm. a fourth Thursdays. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, some parts of the country, like it'll be like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm -hmm. West Coast, where I am, like for the school that I teach at, it's actually a whole week. I'd like to see it as really taking more time off and sort mm -hmm. of more coming together we are spread out country and there's something about mm -hmm. like giving ourselves more time to become whole mm -hmm. um that's important and i'd like to see something more along those lines i realize we enter like a very long period of like celebration so mm -hmm. maybe we're overdoing it by by doing it so close to but 
you know, to give ourselves more time to join up. And maybe, maybe I'm particularly reacting to this last year with coronavirus mm. separating us. Mm. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to see and emphasize the part of us being together and whole in a in a country that's unified and not thinking about sort of like skirmishes for resources, but but thinking of ourselves as having a lot of abundance and being able to, um, yeah, build out of that. Mm -hmm. Our time or the time that we live in um, is actually calling more for the opposite a lot of times, yeah, that we have to right. jump from one task to the other. And uh, if we even can carve out two days from our schedule, uh, then that's already a lot. Um, yeah. I guess you made the best of it, took, took four weeks to, to visit <laughs> back home. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, so from my own personal story, like I, I, you know, live alone, you know, so I'm single mm -hmm. and, and so, and also was in a fairly bad bicycle accident at the beginning of the year. So I've, I've spent many months, uh, sort of very disconnected. Mm -hmm. So I decided to come back mm -hmm. and be here. I'm, I'm still working as much as a professor ever works <laughs> like I'm, I'm, no, I'm not sure. for, for four weeks here in, here yeah. in Maine. Um, but it is anchored, I, you know, it is anchored around Thanksgiving, which mm. is to my family, the most important holiday uh, for us to come together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that maybe um, wraps it up quite well, because as I understand, your family is not a super hyper religious family. Um, yeah, so sure. I guess it is important um, for families like yours to have a national holiday That is not Christmas. That's right. Where you yeah. guys can come together, right? Yeah, it, it does perform a. Uh, it gives us a time to bond mm. and anchor on. Like I've never uh, missed a Thanksgiving celebration with my family, mm -hmm. um, but I have been away for other any other holiday. Mm -hmm. um, so there is maybe it's even more so in my family that this mm -hmm. one matters mm -hmm. in, in a deep in a deep sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what are the side dishes that you're going for Thursday? <laughs> squash? Uh, uh, we'll do squash and you know what? I will raise it up and toast you. And take some pictures, please, for me. Oh, absolutely. So I, I finally absolutely. know how it looks. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so, I even had it. So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe Steve, who I spent Thanksgiving with, is listening now and he's like, well, you, you had it in, in 2006. Um, like, Weren't they, aren't they from Michigan? There's a chance. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they do, they have other stuff. Like, okay. we're the squash with the New ah, okay. England, like, Northeast, we're the squash. Pilgrims have squash. Yes, that's right. Yeah, old school. Yeah. Cool, man. It's really interesting talking. Yeah. So we'll have another episode next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for your time, Mike. Take care, man. Great to talk. Bye-bye. Thanks, you too. Bye.